Here we go. Jen starts us off. Okay. Shrink to fit and a button fly to Levi's 501 Blues. Shrink your own, your own personal pair. A little loose here and a little tight there. We're so blue. We got the blue woo-woos. We're so blue. The 501 Blues. We're so blue. Levi's 501 Blues. Wow. Levi's 501 jeans were introduced in the 1890s. But I started wearing them exclusively in about 1981. That was the song that was supposed to be sung at Trivia, but was not. You crushed that. That was really good. I've, I've sung it in the shower many times. <laughs> I haven't for like 30 years, but I used to sing it probably every time I got in the shower and sing that song. Seriously, Levi's 501s were the jean I wore the whole decade. Do you have any what? now? Like, do you wear them now? <laughs> I don't actually know. And when Gap stopped carrying Levi's jeans, I moved to Gap jeans, and that's what I wear now. But I still do favor a button fly. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we picked this for our topic. I know. What What the (laughs) hell is going on? (laughs) All right. April Fool's. (laughs) Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Wait a minute, what was that? Uh, do you mean the ship horns and the fake water sounds? Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the time when Steve used to stick us with, oh, he did it again. We're reading an ad spot for the 80s cruise again, aren't we? Are we? Are, aren't we? Are we? Son of a... No, sir, you're not going to bleep out my profanity with anything other than the industry standard one kilohertz tone, you total... Which are... By the... And... Ended up... Suddenly, uh, hey gang, nice to see you again. What's up? This, this is up. You're writing the script and making us promote the 2020 voyage of the 80s cruise. But you loved the cruise. You you never stopped dancing and you never sat down for two seconds. Uh, You know, he's got a point there. Yeah. And the 2020 cruise is going to be even more epic. We have a new ship, new destinations, and a larger than ever lineup of artists. You know, that's right. Join Spearsy and me on March 8th through the 15th, 2020 on Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas for another version of Adult Spring Break. And this time, the price includes your drink package. Oh, God help us. Artists performing on the Explorer of the Seas will include the B-52s, Berlin, Patti Smythe and Scandal, Tony Hadley of Spando Ballet, Tony Lewis of The Outfield, Dire Straits Legacy, Asia featuring John Payne, Lita Ford, Midnight Star, The Motels, Big Country, The Jets, Bow Wow Wow's Annabella, Katrina from Katrina and the Waves, and more acts still to be announced. Plus, Spearsy and I will be back to host Big 80s Trivia on the ship and record live podcasts. And when you book with the promo code STUCK, you get $200 cabin credit. Find out more at www.the80scruise.com. Now on with the show.
Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's our epic 501st episode. Is that is that a thing? Or is this just some sort of weird April Fool's joke? Ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. Nope, but it is our show on what made us laugh in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website. You can find it at clnsmedia.com. And as always, we plead, we beg, we grovel. Well, Steve grovels. I just beg. Please, if you love our show, share the links on social media. And don't forget to like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Hey, just like at the end of Greece, the whole gang's back together again. It's Jen with one N. Hey, or just let, like at the end of Greece 2, we're all doing a rock a hula luau. God. Only <laughs> only you can top my lame grief uh, reference with something so obscure that five stuck in the 80s fans just stood up and started clapping. Low clapping, probably. <laughs> so here we are again. Uh, it's the first time the three of us have been back together since the end of the 80s cruise, 2019. Aww. Is mm. everyone fully recovered yet? Uh, I've been boring people with stories. We'll just say that much. Yeah, I will say I'm still spending way too much time pouring through photos on Facebook and other places. Yeah. One of the best fringe benefits of the of these cruises is that if you've never been on it before, there's a there's a meet and greet Facebook page that pretty much everybody who's going on the cruise that's on Facebook pretty much joins this page and they post in it what the cruise has been over with for th- almost 3 weeks now or I guess maybe 2 weeks at least. Yeah. And they post in it like 40 times a day. And they yeah. put about 100 photos in their day. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. For those it's, of it's us who like, don't want to reenter our normal boring lives. Right, which is all of us. So that's out there. That's one more reason to consider coming out with us in 2020. Uh, but in the meantime, we were looking at the calendar, as we are we want to do from time to time. And we noticed that this show is going to drop the day before April 1st. So Jen, being the most reasonable and straight, straightest thinker of the three of us, came up with the idea that we were overdue for an April Fool's show. And uh, rather than try to uh, come up with anything f- too clever for us because our brains are still s- sort of set uh, uh-huh. to Greenwich Mean Time, uh-huh. the topic is what made us laugh in the 80s. Pretty straightforward, right? Very. I mean, I just what what's what's some foolish thing that made us laugh in the eighties? <laughs> I have no, nothing better. So we each have picked a song, a person, and a movie, and we'll give you all those. And at the end of the show, uh, Jen returns with another episode of Jen's trivia game. So that'll be fun, Brad. I look forward to winning. Oh, fighting words right there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let me get started. Here was the song from 1985 that I think always makes me foolishly laugh. This is Bitchin' Camaro by the Dead Milkman. When I drive past the kids, they all spin and cuss. Cause I've got a bitchin' Camaro and they have to ride the bus. So you better get out of my way when I'm going through your yard. Cause I've got a bitchin' Camaro and an Exxon credit card. Bitchin' Camaro, bitchin' Camaro. Hey man, where you headed? Excellent choice. How many dead milkman fin do we have here? Raise your hands. I, I can't see your hands. My hand is up. <laughs> my, hand is, my hand is up halfway. Okay, that's good. So the dead milkman, if you don't know them, Philadelphia band formed in the late 70s, I believe 1979. 
And I think it's safe and maybe even respectful to call them a goof rock band. Yeah, I think so. You probably know them best from their song Punk Rock Girl in the late 80s. Uh, But in 1985, they released their debut album called Big Lizard in My Backyard. Classic. It had no singles released from it, probably because every song on the album was less than two minutes long. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, With the exception of Bitchin' Camaro which clocks in at a staggering three minutes long, thanks largely to this improvised conversation that starts the uh, tune. Hey, Jack, what's happening? I don't know. Well, a uh, rumor around town says you might be thinking about going down to the shore. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go down to the shore. What are you going to do down there? Uh, I don't know. Play some video games, buy some Def Leppard t-shirts. Don't forget your Motley Crue t-shirt. You know, all proceeds go to get their lead singer out of jail. Uh-huh. Where did you guys hear the song first? Do you remember? I think I heard it on the radio, like on K-Rock, probably here in L.A. Yeah. I think I heard it in, in California, too, when I, that, that short period of time I was living in San Francisco. I feel like I hear, heard it there first. This band was definitely one of the bands that you only... If you lived in Florida or anywhere in the heartland, I guess. Not that I would consider Florida to be the heartland, but... Anywhere outside of the cool radio radiuses of Southern, you know, California and you know Chicago and probably New York, someone knew someone who was too cool and shared this album, and it kind of got passed around and re-recorded into a thousand different cassettes. Right, and that's how you heard about the Dead Milkmen. Because God knows you couldn't buy the Camelot music <laughs> on oh, Camelot. <laughs> they didn't have it at the record bar. No. But it was a fun song. My band used to cover it. We used to cover a lot of Dead Milkman songs. They remain on my bucket list of bands to see. I, I never got a chance to see them. They don't tour. They didn't tour a lot then. They broke up in 95. They got back together a few years ago, and they tour occasionally. In fact, I think they have like four dates on their calendar right now for 2019. Huh. Oh. So, so maybe nice. if I feel like buying a plane ticket, I could go see him because I don't see any Orlando dates in my future. But I think it's a good pick and a good way to start off uh, the uh, – April Fool's Day uh, fun song list. Jen, what do you have on your list? So I, um, as I am wont to do, have three, <laughs> but, I, but I will abbreviate this, right? So um, Weird Al, his debut album in 1983, which was called aptly Weird Al Yankovic, had a bunch of songs on it. And the three that I'm thinking of are Another One Rides the Bus, My Bologna, and this classic. All the soda jerkers know my name When their supply is gone Then I'll be moving on But I'll be back on Monday afternoon You'll see Another truckload's coming in for me All for me So, of course, that is I Love Rocky Road, which when I listened to this, these songs, I was, uh, I think I was in third grade. Oh, maybe yeah. Fourth, the sweet maybe sweet spot for comedy grade. radio. Oh, my God. I had never heard a song parody before. And when I heard I Love Rocky Road, I was like, oh, my God, 
this sounds just like, and I, like I had made some kind of discovery or something. <laughs> this sounds just like I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. I love Joan Jett. And I also love Rocky Road. This is the perfect song. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. That is my favorite ice cream tied with mint chocolate chip. Song was recorded for you. It was made for me. And then to hear another one rides the bus. And the thing is, I heard these on the radio. So I, I, I at first, when I first heard another one rides the bus, I think it confused me because I was like, hold up. I know this song, but this is not the song. Right. So the whole idea of song parody really came out of, like a lot of kids and teens, I'm sure, came out of Weird Al. And it's funny because I was talking to my husband about this and I was like, which Weird Al album do you like best? And he's like, I feel like Weird Al's had just one album and it's got like 300 songs on it, <laughs> which feels right. <laughs> you know. But, uh, but this 1983 debut album has these, and, and my Bologna, it's just, I mean, comedy gold. Comedy gold, particularly if you're in fourth grade. I think last year on the cruise, we got some people with what is this intro and we played I Love Rocky Road and people thought it was I Love Rock and Roll. Did anyone get it right? No, people got it right, but enough people got it wrong. Oh. We played it for the food and drink day theme. So every mm. question had a food or drink theme. So this should have given it away that it's not I Love Rock and Roll because that has no drink or food theme to it. So think... One step further, but no, we, we got people with this one for sure. That's a toughie. Brad, what about you? Well, okay. So I started out going to my all-time classics, which are Mule Skinner Blues by The Fenderman, but that's 1960, and Surf and Bird by The Trashman, that's 1963. So I ended up with a song that always makes me laugh, and that is I Want to Be a Lifeguard by Blotto. <laughs> This song always makes me laugh. I laugh every time I hear it. When they get to the chorus and the help, 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 it just, it kills me. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this song before. Oh, they play it um, every once in a while that you'll hear it on Sirius. Yeah. And I think this is a one of the ones that um, Kevin Serving Wench profiled when he was writing for the blog. Okay. And it's one of those songs that when you hear it, I, I listened to it maybe three or four hours before the show today. And I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, it's stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head all day. Yeah, big time. What's the best line in this song, Steve? I'll just tell you. It's summer blondes revealing tan lines. I make more moves than allied van lines. Um, That's really good. (laughs) That's just classic. Okay. So because I don't want to talk about this band, I want to ask you guys questions. I have a short quiz for you. Okay. (gasps) True or false? The band Blotto is made up of Bowtie Blotto, Sergeant Blotto, Broadway Blotto, and Blanche Blotto. True. Yeah, I'm going to say true. That is true. They also have an unnamed bassist and drummer, which shows complete disrespect for the rhythm section of their band. Seriously. They're an Albany, New York band that formed in 1978 out of the ashes of the post-hippie comedy jug band, Star Spangled Washboard Band. <laughs> Okay. What a pedigree. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, true or false? The video for I Want to Be a Lifeguard played on MTV on their first day of air. 
false. I'll say true. It is true. It was the 36th video played right after Iron Maiden's Wrath Child and before <laughs> Rod Stewart's Passion. Weird. That is so weird. I, it really is. And last question. True or false? The band once opened for Blue Oyster Cult. True. False. It's true. They're all true. I'm a true guy. True. The band is still active. And in 2015, they opened for Blue Oyster Cult at a downtown Albany summer concert event. I don't know who I feel better or sadder for that blotto gets to open for blue oyster cult or blue oyster cult had to have blotto open to follow blotto yeah yeah how do you follow blotto i don't know (laughs) hey let's move on to the shamelessly funny people that we thought of in the 80s Uh, i'm gonna pick and i know this is gonna sound cliche but i have a story behind it so so it's been legitimized Mm. robin williams but we men know the first time you met mr happy was during a time called puberty Puberty is when nature says, shake hands with Mr. Happy. <laughs> you know that. But no one had the real guts. No one had the honesty when you're locked in the bathroom and your father's knocking on the door going, what are you doing in there, son? No one had the honesty to say, going blind! <laughs> oh. So obviously in the 80s, Robin Williams was still kind of, I think Mork was playing for maybe a couple of years in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's he was around. But University of Florida, where I went to school, used to have this big student organized homecoming called Gator Growl. They used to tout it as the largest student run homecoming show in the nation. Like that's some sort of huge trophy anyway. But hey be like a lot of marching bands and and skits and they held it in a football stadium in front of like you know eighty thousand people and at the end of the, every gator growl they would have a comedian they'd pay a lot of money for a really good comedian so whoever was the hot comedian of the day they would book him so the year before i go to uf they book robin williams Jeez. robin williams promptly goes out there and starts up with his mr happy routine oh <laughs> Now, the students love this. The alumni, not so much. And as of that year, the alumni put like their foot down on the throat of Gator Ground and said, no more raunchy comedians. So I finally get to arrive at UF the following year. I go to my very first Gator Growl, sit down to enjoy what I hope will be a memorable show. And who do I get as the headliner? The Smothers Brothers. You have got to be kidding me. The Smothers Brothers? No. Wow. The, the Smothers Brothers. Did he do the Yo-Yo Man bit? I, I have no memories of it after, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Smothers Brothers. Oh, poor college Steve. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Let's, let's really, let's pour one out for him. Robin Williams, and he would return to UF before I graduated. He did a performance that was a, a ticketed performance in the basketball arena. So, you know, in front of 12,000 people, maybe. And he brought back Mr. Happy. And he, did, and he uh, compared the basketball dome to a giant diaphragm. And he did all the really filthy humor that you really wanted from him. Yeah. And so he becomes my, uh, my fool for our April <laughs> uh, Fool's Day show. Jen, what about you? Uh, I chose for my fool... I mean, she's more than this, but for me, I, I learned about her through TV, I guess. But that would be Ms. Tracy Ullman. I'm sure our six hours together will be very pleasant. Good Greg, is she crazy? We can't stay here all afternoon. Max has tennis for tots at two. My cheese club meets at three. We fire the gardener at four, and then we have separate dinner parties this evening. Uh, uh, if we uh, really bear down and relax, can we wrap this up in about an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Tracy Ullman, I, I actually, I, I misspoke that she, I actually learned about her through her song. Um, they don't know about us that song. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Right. In the early, in the early eighties. And so when she came on the scene in 1987, she was one of the first shows. So it was called the Tracy Ullman show named after her, obviously. And it premiered in April, actually, of 1987. So this was only like the second or third new series that Fox was, you know, the the new fourth network, Fox. Yeah, it was a new, very new network looking yeah, for Yeah, exactly. And it was a really cool time because they were doing some really interesting stuff. And Tracy Allman's show was definitely one of them. So if you don't remember the show, it was like sketch comedy and then there were like dance routines and i think paula abdul had choreographed a lot of the stuff it takes me back or it took me back to when i was a kid growing up watching tbs and the carol burnett show would be on every afternoon oh gosh and i love i love the carol burnett show so much i thought she was amazing and like super versatile and always transforming herself and and like had no vanity about like putting weird teeth in her mouth and that kind of thing and so when i saw the tracy ellman show i was like oh my god it's like carol burnett for the modern day the modern day of course being 1987 (laughs) she blew me away she blew me away with her talent and with her like just charm i thought she was so cool i really for a while wanted to be someone like tracy ellman that had that could sing that could dance that could do comedy I'm sure she wrote for the show too. So she had writing talent. Yeah. She just, she continues to blow me away too with her ability. It's amazing. Did you guys ever watch the show? Wasn't the show didn't get credit for giving us the Simpsons, right? Yeah. That is one thing that the show did. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So they used to have these kind of interstitials or, or I think it would bookend it maybe from the beginning and the end clips of what would then become the Simpsons a few years later. I don't remember seeing this when it was on. I was aware of it, but I don't remember seeing it. But I am notoriously bad at watching television, so this isn't a surprise to anybody. This is true. Brad, who's your pick for uh, uh, Funny Guy of the 80s? My go-to comedy guy from the 80s is Steven Spears Martin. That's good. Sounds like a subgirl hematoma to me. Oh, it does, does it? Well, it's not your job to diagnose. But I thought... You thought, you thought, just go! Three years of nursery school, you think you know it all, but you're still wet behind the ears. It's not a subdural hematoma. It's epidural. Ha! Damn, that makes me mad. You know, look, I know his comedy records, which, yes, I could probably still do half of just straight off the top of my head right now, are all from the 70s. But let's start with the movies from, like, let's. I'm going to grandfather in 79 and, and probably 1992 and just give you some of the highlights here. He's in the Muppet movie with the fantastic cameo. He's in The Jerk. Man with Two Brains, Lonely Guy, All of Me, Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors, Roxanne, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Parenthood, and My Blue Heaven. And if I stretch to 1991, I can slide L.A. Story in there, too. I love L.A. Stories. It's so good. I mean, he's just my go-to movie guy. If he was in the movie, I wanted to see it. And I just found him so funny. He has this ability to be like totally serious and deadpan in a completely ridiculous situation like i'm thinking of like in the jerk when he's like bring us some new wine uh, i always like the man with two brains oh. because that you know it gives you you know dr hafarar you're- <laughs> i was just thinking about dr hafarar today <laughs> your drug diving tests are hard yeah <laughs> you know what's funny though is at some point and i think it was probably starting with planes trains and automobiles he makes that that turn that slow turn to to more of a drama yeah or you know like maybe 75 more serious drama 
Right. It starts with that movie yeah. where you start to see that he can be serious. Right. And it continues, obviously, with Parenthood Ellie's Parenthood is a good yeah. example there, too. Maybe not so much with My Blue Heaven. Yeah. My Blue Heaven yeah. is kind of, it's a little uneven. I still find it very funny. But Parenthood is definitely a little more serious take. Yeah. I watch that anytime. Do you remember when we did the uh, the dinner party episode? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. He, he was on my list because I am just in love with him, basically. I just want him to be my husband. Even my husband wouldn't mind, I think, if, if uh, Steve <laughs> like, Martin became my oh, okay. husband. <laughs> he might object to your early bedtimes, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, so that leaves us with movies. So let's talk about some of our um, shamelessly funny movies. I- I'm going to be weird here and pick something because I, I think that when, when Jen started describing the topic about the foolish things that we laughed at in the 80s, I don't know that this is foolish. And but I'm going to talk about it anyway because I don't ever see us doing an entire show in this movie. Um, mine would be 1982 and My Favorite Year. Wait a minute. Mr. Swan, you're white. You mean it all goes into the camera lens and then just spills out into people's houses? Yeah. Why is it nobody had the goodness to explain this to me before? It's nothing to worry about, Mr. Swan. Our audiences are great. Audience? What audience? Audience. You knew there was an audience. What did you think those seats were for? I haven't performed in front of an audience for 28 years. Uh, audience? I played a butler. I had one line! I forgot it. But don't worry. This is going to be easy. For you, maybe. Not for me. I'm not an actor. I'm a movie star! Anybody remember this movie? Brad? I remember this movie. I saw this movie in the theater. What about you, Jen? Did you ever see this? This seems like a movie you might have missed. I feel like it it was on HBO, and I just never... If I, if I watched it, it was in parts. I never watched it from beginning to okay, end. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's definitely one of those movies, if, if, you hit, if you hit your 80s peak in the later part of the decade, you would have missed this one. Yeah. Uh, my Favorite Year, released in 1982, as I said, directed by Richard Benjamin. It starred Peter O'Toole as an aging, washed-up British actor who's booked to appear on a TV comedy variety show in the year 1954, hence the narrator's favorite year. And Mark Lynn Baker, anyone remember Mark Lynn Baker from another thing called... Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. Stars as a junior writer on the TV show who books O'Toole and then is given the task of kind of keeping tabs on him because Peter O'Toole would basically be a... Creepy, drunk, offensive uh, wreck of a human being. And Everything you're looking for in a live TV guest. <laughs> right, right. So it's set up to be brilliant. And I think, I, w- I want to say this might have been the first movie I ever saw Peter O'Toole in. Because, I mean, you know, if you grew up in our age, you didn't see, at this point in your life, you didn't see uh, Lawrence of Arabia or Beckett or The Lion in Winter, you know, his earlier no, works. no. No, I mean you there remember. wasn't a there wasn't a blockbuster to go rent those at, even if you wanted to. <laughs> right, and they weren't like they were showing every day on you know TNT either. So you might remember him from the Stuntman, Creator, Club Paradise, The Last Emperor. But my favorite year is the one where he nabs the Oscar nomination. He doesn't win it, but he makes that impact on you. And so it's it's sort of like our generation's introduction to really a master at his craft. And this. This movie is not the foolish movie that maybe I should have picked had I put more thought into it. But I like this movie so much because of the balance between the comedy and the tragedy. It's it's like it was written for the inner Eeyore in me. 
Oh, I'm glad you picked it because I love this movie and we, yeah. you know, there's no chance to talk about it ever. So it's good right. to name check he, it. Peter O'Toole's a drunk, but he's a genius. He, he's offensive, but he's hilarious. And in the end, you wrap it all together. He's a legend. And that's what makes this movie a classic. He somehow pulls it out of the fire. Yeah, he pulls it out of the fire. And that's not a bad thing to do on April 1st. Jen, what's your movie for this episode? My movie... I love the title of it because when you say it and somebody like has the love for this movie that I have, you just, you share a moment like a bond. And my movie is Fletch. I'm going to need some pliers and a set of 30 weight ball bearings. What? (laughs) Yeah. Tell you what, uh, I got to go to my truck. Fred gets here before I'm back. You can tell him to start without me. What the hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. So Fletch, <laughs> I mean Fletch. <laughs> you know, you know what answer. I'm saying? It's a one-word answer to every question you want to ask. <laughs> totally. So, of course, this is Chevy Chase's, I think, best movie. It's uh, in 1985. He plays a reporter, newspaper reporter, and. Just hijinks. Just I, I don't even want to say hijinks occur. Fletch yeah. occurs. It's just, just nonstop. Fletch. It's just nonstop. Oh, my God. There are so many funny lines to this movie. He comes up with so many funny names and disguises. And it's. I just find this movie hilarious from beginning to end. I just I, I love, love, love this movie. And akin to how um, Terms of Endearment is my favorite, I guess, dramatic movie, and its sequel, Evening Star, is one of my least favorite movies of all time. I feel the same about the 1989 sequel, Fletch Lives. So I just like to pretend that there is no Fletch Lives. There is only Fletch. I just have one question for you, Steve. Can I borrow your towel? My car just hit a water <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Fletch is just awesome. And you know what haunts me a lot about Fletch? And I'll think of it every now and again. Remember the the, the yeah, score? The score of that is movie? amazing. Oh my gosh! But it plays like every five minutes, and you cannot. Once you get those little tune, that little tune in your head, you cannot get it out. But it's such a blessing because then it makes you think about you know John Cocktoastin and and uh, <laughs> the cast Truman. of characters. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's, it's so Dr. good. And I just want to throw. I'm going to throw a little bit of trivia at you. Did you know? Okay, so this was written by, um, I believe his name is John McDonald. Gregory McDonald, sorry. Uh, based on his series. In the 70s, Burt Reynolds and Mick Jagger were both going to possibly, maybe, portray Fletch. Really? I could, see, I could see Burt Reynolds doing it. But not I can, Mick Jagger. I guess, I guess, I mean, not Mick Jagger. Certainly more than, than uh, Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. But... um. Yeah. Did you guys see and love this movie? Of oh, course. Gosh. Yeah. I'm staring at the DVD copy. Like that's three feet away from me. Okay. Just checking. When, oh, when yeah, my Jesus. husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, but when in the nineties, when I was dating um, my then boyfriend and we realized how much we, the other loved Fletch, we were, we were really smitten. It Just was like, really aww. true love. Yeah. Well, part of it too is my husband doesn't have the same reference in the, to the eighties that I did. Like we just have totally different tastes in music and all this stuff, but we can come together on Fletch. <laughs> now, now you've opened the door here and I'm going to push through a little bit. So he doesn't have your same taste in eighties music. So what kind of eighties music did he enjoy? He enjoyed your Metallica's, your Motley's crew, 
your poisons. I, like he, he was more of a hair metal kind of guy. Does he still you know? listen he to was that? Coming, no, he listens to all kinds of new music. And I'm just like, and he's like, oh, poor Jen. She can't, <laughs> she can't leave. She can't, that can't jump out. Yeah. And once in a while, he'll be like, hey, listen to this band. They sound like an 80s band. And he, he knows that's like going to be a good uh, lure for me to try some new music. But yeah, he Funny. listens pretty widely to, to music, much more widely than I do because I'm sort of, well, you know, you know the name of the podcast. <laughs> I've heard things. Brad, give us your movie uh, that, that you foolishly love from the 80s. Okay, I'm going to give you my no- movie. I don't know that it's foolish because I think a lot of people love this movie, but I give you the directorial masterpiece by Savage Steve Spears Holland, Better Off Dead. I think we're all going to enjoy this little treat. I got the recipe from the ladies' home journal. The mail got wet in the rain, so some of the pages ran together. But what I couldn't read, I just improvised with my own little creative ideas. You see, it's got uh, raisins in it. You like raisins. What can I tell you about this movie you don't already know? It's hilarious. Pretty much nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It was released in August of 1985, and I saw this movie in the theater. Nobody saw this movie in the theater. I saw it in the theater. I think this movie became a hit because of the video rental market. And, and the kids started catching on to it. But Siskel and Ebert both hated it. Two thumbs down. Cusack walked out of a screening famously. Everybody kind of knows that story that he was angry with Steve Spears Holland for making him look foolish. Although he's kind of walked that back a little bit in recent years. It's so funny. The, the, the surreal humor, the black comedy, the fact that I recognize filming locations when I drive around where I work and live. It's kind of all of those things that makes me love it. The geometry class scene is amazing. No, no, no. I'll see you all tomorrow. Just remember to memorize pages 39 to 110 for tomorrow's lesson. I worked in a video store in the uh, mid-80s in Tampa Bay, and it was the summer that we got the uh, cassettes for Back to the Future and better off dead okay and we somebody in the store had cut a deal with the nearby pizzeria that they could they could keep our copy we had two copies of back to the future which back then was a lot mm-hmm. but one of them was permanently checked out by the pizza place next door because they basically agreed to supply us with free pizza as long as they could keep that videotape and watch it as many <laughs> times as they wanted to <laughs> so i became like the uh, the bait and switch salesman who would always try to oh no that's checked out but why don't you check out better off dead instead and so I, that was the movie that I always tried to to, to shift on people. And, it also and starts with part, a B. Yeah. And for the most part, people came back and they were happy. I just think it's really well put together. You know, just some of the scenes are so good. The the date, I always forget about the date where Kuzak's character is going to his dad's co-worker's house to take out his daughter. And she comes out with an adding machine and figures out what he owes her. And she just writes her a check and leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have dates like that. And so many great lines. Yeah, I was just going to say, who doesn't order French dressing or French to, I mean. Exactly. But what would you have to drink with that, Jen? Oh, help. Peru. Peru. Steve knows that every cruise, I will always ask him at least once what a little boy like him is doing with big boy smut like that. Which I I never get, but he does it anyway. (laughs) Let's leave with this last quote. The number one line that I use all the time from this movie, and that is, I think all that you need is a small taste of success, and you will find it suits you. Speaking of success, who will win today at Jen's amazing trivia contest? (laughs) You ready to go, Jen? Shall we play a game? 
So I have a fun game for you fellas tonight. Um, as you will recall, when we were on the 80s cruise this year, there was a segment that we uh, incorporated to each one of our trivia sessions called Talk Talk. Do you remember that? Do you guys oh, remember yeah, that? Sure. Yes. All right. So this actually came from some games from before the cruise in which I will speak a lyric and then you'll have to guess what the song is, right? So everybody remembers this. Mm -hmm. So here's what we're doing this time because I, I know there was some um, controversy over ringing in and delays and technology <laughs> and that kind of thing. Uh, so what we're we going to do... World. This, here's what we're doing. We're going to make it perfect tonight. Here's what we're doing. We're going to take turns. All right? Oh, so we'll each get a turn. There's three points possible for each clue. Okay. Name of the song, artist, and then, if you want a bonus point, a third point, the next line. All right? Okay. So if you can't come up with all three, the opponent can steal a point or more if they know the answer that the other player doesn't. Make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking of a number between 1979 and 1990. I'm thinking of a year, rather. Whoever comes closest to Price is Right rules to the year I'm thinking of can decide whether to go first or second. 1987. 1984. Steve, it is 1987. It's exactly 1987. Gosh, see that in your face, Brad. <laughs> I win. No, no points you are, won the no whole points game. Are for getting to go. This is like winning the coin toss. Go team. Way to go. Way to go. So do you want to go first or, or would you want Brad to or go do you first? Or do you want to elect to receive in the second half? I'm going to defer and let Brad go first. All right. You ready, Bradley? No, but okay. Okay. So a point for the song, a point for the artist, a point for the next line. Brad. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and think of you. Something, something, something. My balls are blue. That is Cindy Lauper, uh, time after time. Want to try for the next point? I don't remember the next the line. Next line. <laughs> no, I don't know the words for that part. Okay, so Brad, you've got two points. Steve, you have a chance to steal a point if you know the next line. Uh, something in circles. Uh, confusion now is nothing new. Line. So close, but so so wrong. Give it so to me anyway, <laughs> damn it. I picked no, 1987. No, nope, nope, nope. What was it? That, that time has passed. Okay, it was um, caught up in circles. Confusion is nothing new. Damn That's it. That's the next line. Still. People at home were impressed, and they demand I get a point. It's your turn. Ready? Here we go. Six o'clock already? I was just in the middle of a dream. Um, well, it's um, Monday morning by the Bengals. Um, say the line again. Six o'clock already? Oh, I was I'm just sorry. in the it's middle of a dream. Manic Monday by the Bengals. Oh, he corrected himself. Dang it. <laughs> and... Uh, um, Six. I, I'll, I'll let Brad give it. Take a shot at the line, next line. I was kissing Valentino by a crystal blue Italian stream. I, I like the punctuation of the question mark at the end. But yes, Brad, you got that point. Congratulations for stealing that point. Boom. 
Okay. All right. It's your turn again. Here we go. Just a steel town girl on a Saturday night looking for the fight of her life. Oh, God. I know the song. I had to get to the chorus. It's Maniac. And One point. The name of the artist is. Is it Michael Cimbello? It is another point. Can you get the next line? I'm sorry. God okay. Can you damn. can you give me the yeah. can you give me the lyric again? I'm sorry. I spent all of my juice getting to the chorus there. Just a steel town girl on a Saturday night. What's the next line? Looking for the fight of her life. Oh, dun, 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 dun. they all think she's crazy. I don't remember the middle line. In the real time world, no one sees her at all. They all say she's crazy. I was so sure I was going to oh, get sh- the Michael Cimbello part. I, I I didn't think for a second Brad was going to be able to recall that. I, I pulled I that so one out of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Yes, you did. <laughs> and sorry, Steve, I forgot to let you... St- I had a feeling you didn't know the lex- next line, but I'll pause next time just to I make didn't. sure. No, no, you okay. got you, you, You've sensed correctly. All right. Steve's turn. She's a very kinky girl, the kind you don't take home to mother. That's super freak by... um. Rick James. Right. You want to try for the next line? Do it to me. Give it to me one more time. She's a very kinky girl. One more time. (laughs) She's a very kinky girl. The kind you don't take home to mother. mother. And she will never let your spirits down when you get her on the sheets. She will never let your spirits down once you get her off the street. The streets. I was so using now you the, know what um, that line is. The UK mix version. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Weird Al version. Uh-huh. All right. Here we go, Brad. Gunter Glieben, Glocken Globen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't wait to do that one. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's... Well, it's... I know it's... Um, God, I can't even think of the name of that. It's Def Leppard. It's... What song is that? That's Rock of... Is that? Is it? I can feel people in their cars yelling, yelling yeah, at you know, right now. I know. Is it? I honestly, I'm just, I'm such a huge fan. It's Rock of Ages, isn't it? Isn't that the song, Rock of Ages? It is. It, I'm like Rock of. Just finish the I'm sentence. Like, yes, that, Rock of Ages. And I, I can't tell you what the line is. Take it, Steve. Is it the next line? It's better to burn out than fade away. I wish I had another judge, but the next line is. Technically, all right, I got something to say. Yeah, it's better to burn out. Yeah, than fade away. So oh, awfully on. close, but... I've, I've come... Awfully close. Give me the f***ing point I, I already. I know, 1987. I know, 1987. I know. All right, it's your turn. Here we go. Ready? Steve. Yeah. Yo, 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 baby pop. No, no, no. I... If it... If, no. No. Brad. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. How many yo's? Doesn't matter. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Shall I do it again? No. If you like. No. <laughs> if it suits no. you. <laughs> you do it twenty times for nothing. Steve, you sure you don't want to try it again? No. Yes. The answer. Okay, I'm I'm n- neither of you wants it. No. All this don't know it. Three points. All right. Yo, 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 baby, pop. Yeah, you. Come here. Give me oh, a kiss. You better make it fast or else I'm going to get pissed. Yeah? I still don't know it. 
That's salt and pepper. I don't know it. Um, let's push it. It's push it. Yeah, it's I push saw it. the pepper. Oh, jeez. No, not it's that. No points will be awarded to me again. for that, but I do know. Zero points. I've, in fact, I feel like taking a couple away, but I oh. won't because I'm so fair. Harsh. <laughs> it's a harsh score, math. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Number seven and eight are TV talk talk. Oh, okay. So only worth two points. You're going to tell me what the name of the television program is that this comes from. And then if you can get the next line, you'll also get a second okay. point. Okay. Ready? All right, Brad. Now, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. That's different strokes. One, two points for Brad. All right, Steve, here's your TV talk talk. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I'll bet we'll be together for a million more from Family Ties. From Family Ties. Very good. We have two more songs. Level of difficulty? More. (laughs) (laughs) Ready, Brad? (laughs) It's really a level, but... No, but yes. All right, here we go. Hey, here is the story. Forget about the troubles in life. Is that Howard Jones? No, it's not. TV show. Dude. Oh, are we doing? T- are we still on no, TV? No, no, no. We're, we're. I'm sorry. I should have been. I should have clarified. We're back to back to song music. Song. Just okay, not TV. Story. Yeah, I totally missed that. As long as I all, could do it again. Do it again. Hey, here is the story. Forget about the troubles in life. I don't know. I've I've already pulled Steve, my one. I pulled my I, one I, miracle I, long shot. Yeah, I don't think did. I'm gonna do it again. You know, you're gonna have to see a doctor to have that stitched up after that happened. <sighs> No, I mean, I know it, but I don't know it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It is What You Need by NXS. Oh! <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, here's your last I one. I my head in shame. Here we go. When I was 17, I did what people told me. <laughs> hey, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I've just, like, mentally checked out or, or not, but I just... Just, I can't, can't do it. Okay. I will give you a hint just because you're losing. <laughs> I mean, I've lost. I'm, I know I'm eliminated, so you're just being nice at this point. I'm just being nice. Yeah, so so this artist is going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shortly. Okay, so give it to me. That narrows it down. Give it to me again. When I was 17, I did what people told me. Nope. Brad, you want to steal for for extra show-off uh, points? I don't recognize that at all. It is Control by Janet Jackson. Oh, see, I should have phoned a friend yeah, because no. Katie would have known that. She loves that album. She probably would have. I, yeah, I'm she not, probably would have. Janet Jackson person, but cool. So how many right. points did I lose so by? So Brad, <laughs> only a few. Brad, you have nine. Steve, you have six. Like oh, literally that's just not a better few. than I thought. I don't know why I'm so grumpy. Yeah, really good. You're just a crabby person. I did have a fun tiebreaker. It was going to be a hot potato where I would say the first line of Mickey by Tony Basil, and then you would each have to go back and forth line Ooh. by line until somebody missed. So <laughs> you're it. kind of glad that one of you won, actually. I don't know. I kind of want to do that. Hey, Spearsy, you're you so fine. You want to do it? You're okay, so fine. You blow go. my mind. Hey, Bradley. Hey, Bradley. Okay, so we're going to skip all the... Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just do only once. We'll do, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. So who wants to start with the first line of the actual song? Oh gosh, the actual song. Oh, uh, that, that was the song. That's the extent of what we know of it. Okay, then that would have been a terrible tiebreaker. You take me by the heart when you take me by the hand. 
Oh, Mickey something, 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 something else. And then there's some words, <laughs> it's Mickey. It's guys like you, Mickey. <laughs> I, that's all I know. All right. So, Brad, you won. Yay! I, rest, I restore Yay. the family Congratulations. honor. V- victory achieved. Uh, just to, so that we can bury it in your brains, we'll finish up with Mickey. But in the meantime, uh, Jen, Bradley from L.A., and I remain here, along with Mickey, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app. Uh, well, I don't know. Weird. I think I might cut that out because that didn't really make any sense.